C-A-M-P-A-D-U-L-T-H-O-O-D Camp Adulthood Bridging the Millennial Divide One conversation at a time Interviewing guests Strangers and friends We hope that you enjoy your stay at Camp Adulthood Hello and welcome to Camp Adulthood and the Resident Youth. I'm the Resident Youth, Maddie Yerge. And I'm Camp Adulthood, Shay Keats. And we are joined by Erica Spera. Hello, everyone. Yeah. Hey. Stand-up comedian Pew-pew. and all-around awesome person. So thank you for being here. Oh, thanks for having me. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so we want to start with going around with some millennial moments. So for our new listeners and for Erica, we just talk about things that have happened in our lives. If there's anything that make us feel truly millennial or that highlight the millennial experience. So um, mine is that like, I'm surprised I haven't talked about it. Like we've been recording a bunch of episodes and like work has been so sucky. Mm. It's if anyone's listening to this and they want to hire me. Um, (laughs) I've just been like working until nine o'clock and I'm like, all I have time for is eating food and then going to bed. It's very upsetting. That's like 90% of finance people, I feel like, though. Yeah. I can't do that. Like, I literally, even when I was making, yeah, but even when I was making, like, really good money, I was like, um, my hours are 10 to 6, and that's it. And if you want me to stay later, you need to pay me more money. I work, like, they say it's, like, 9 to 6, but it's really, like, 7.30 to, like, 9. I I couldn't do that. And it's not because I'm lazy. I just am like, I can't sit in one place for that long. So it's like you work till 9 p.m., and then the next day you're like, well, I got to come in early because I didn't finish. I, my best friend is in a finance job yeah. like that right now. She's an analyst, and she's they just give her they just set her up to fail basically. Yeah, every project, everything. Feel. It's we just were rough. About this. Yeah, it's super rough. So, yeah. anyways, that's mine. Do you Ugh. guys have anything? Well, I actually just thought of something because I feel like um, there's all this trend on the internet memes or whatever about I mean we talk about this a lot about millennials being trash bags and not wanting to go outside. Well, I was thinking this morning. Um, First of all, it was the first time I got to sleep in, so I was really excited. But Maddie texts me from the bedroom and is like, do you want a bagel? And I love New York. I haven't been here in, you know, three months. So you think I would have wanted to get my lazy ass out of bed and go with Maddie to get the bagel and have the experience. But I said, no, you can go give me a bagel and bring it back. It's fine. It was a long so, line. And the reason why I texted you was not because I was lazy. I thought you were still sleeping. No, I, and I was like, I was lazy. I'll get, I'll get in line and whatever. So yeah. So what about you, Erica? What does being a millennial mean to you? What does it mean? Um, Well, this, I guess this is my favorite kind of millennial story of uh, basically we're not used to our friends like having houses or owning properties, especially, you know, living in a more metropolitan area or just more expensive, even like New Jersey as opposed to I'm from Binghamton, New York. Um, And I was home and a bunch of my high school friends were home. I forget when it was, but like I was texting the one guy and he said, yeah, all the guys were going to go to David's. And I'm like, okay. But David's, in my head, is David's house I would go to all the time growing up, which was in it's my neighborhood. Oh, house. like his parents' yeah. house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. But it was like, yeah, when you'd say David's, or when I'm when I say come to my house, it's like, well, it's my parents' house. Yeah. So, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so, and no one clarifies. I'm like, okay. And I go, and I get there, and I knock on the door, and no one answers, and it's unlocked because it's a small town. And, <gasps> you know, I open the door, I come in, I take my shoes off, and his mom's like, hey, Eric. I'm like, babes, like, how are you? And, you know, I'm like, talking parents. And then all of a sudden, there's this awkward pause. They come out are looking at me and I'm like, oh, are the guys right here yet? And oh, then she's no. like, oh, they're at David's house. Like, David has a house now. Oh, and my God. I was God. just like, what? Like, this what? is a new phase of life. <laughs> I was not prepared. Oh, no, no, no. That's a great camp adult. That's great. Moment. Also, oh, like. Yeah. I was like, what? He bought. What are you going to. What are you going to have? Like, and David was also one of those, like, oh, he's in the principal's office, kids. I'm oh. like, David's got a house. Like, like this is not what I expected. Also, it's I think really this funny. illustrates how boys are such idiots. Like, if I had moved into a new house, I would have been like, hey, Erica, so FYI, my new address is da 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 So you would know where to go. <laughs> right, but it's also this, like, small town, everybody knows everything. Yeah. But yeah. everyone's always like, like you didn't know David got a house? Yeah, yeah. That was the news last week. Oh, my God. Yeah. Speaking of your, your background, so to place you on the millennial spectrum, if you want to tell us where you grew up, how old you are, um, just some background about yourself, yeah, what, what you're year you now. were born. Oh, cool. Uh, I'm a 1991 baby, so nice. I'm 26 years old. 
Um, Taurus, if anyone cares. I don't. Um, yeah, I grew up Binghamton, New York, small town, uh, and well specifically. Maine and well high school. And um, I went to college. I went to St. Lawrence University. Super small. It was literally the yeah. only small school I applied to, mainly because uh, they were looking at me for basketball. And I ultimately decided I still wanted to play. That, I don't know. It's weird because I look back and I'm like, ah, oh, if I knew I wanted to do comedy, maybe I would have like come So to you the played city. basketball in yeah, college? Yeah, I, I didn't play my senior year, actually, yeah. because I was like, I want to get a job. I want to move to a city. I was like, I don't have time to for basketball. Yeah. For yeah. basketball stuff. Yeah. yeah. Also, we were a good team and it was like we had an undefeated year and like we won. Go out on top. Stuff. Like, I kind of looked at my <laughs> coach. I was like, well, I'm not going to be an All American, so I don't really know what other goals yeah. I have here. Uh, <laughs> You're not going to go pro or anything. Yeah, I was also the only senior left. Aww. So, like, yeah. anyone I was ever close to on the team always, like, either graduated or totally. then actually quit or, like, would go abroad. Or, yeah. Yeah, so I was like, uh, I'm living in a house with five girls that don't do sports. And um, I was like, I'm already miserable coming to open gym. Yeah, <laughs> Cause totally. Like, yeah, I just wanted to have fun. I was tired yeah. of like, giving stuff up. And have um, you been in the city doing comedy ever since uh, you graduated? Pretty, or? Yeah, pretty much. I graduated, uh, yeah, 2013, and I took... I thought I might want to go to grad school for advertising, mm-hmm. um, but I originally studied, oh boy, I originally studied like pre-medicine, pre-dental. Mm-hmm. I thought I wanted to be a dentist. And then right when I was done with all the science classes, I was like, I don't want to do this. No. Um, oh my God. So I picked up like an art minor and I actually was double majoring in communications. And I just, that's when I found I just liked making funny things, like funny videos, all that stuff. So I was like, maybe I'd want to make like funny commercials. Um, and my grandparents live in Jersey. So I was like, I'll do an internship. That summer, kind of see maybe mm-hmm. I do grad school, or I also was like, well, grad school, I could just try to get a job and like work my way up. So I did that. It was advertising for real estate, and then I moved in the city October that year, and that's kind of like when I count my comedy anniversary because I started yeah. doing open mics when I was with my grandparents, and I would be coming home late, and then they were like, oh, you don't like, do yeah, because <laughs> it would wake them up, or they also would just yeah. be worried, or like they're like, you didn't come home for dinner. What did you eat? Like, totally, that yeah. thing. So yeah, pretty much since then, and then. And then it's, it's crazy how quickly my focus became, I just need a job that, like, lets me leave at a certain time so I can go do comedy. Or, yeah. like, it's cool with, yeah. It all I focuses have to leave on early. the comedy and stuff, yeah. Right. Well, I've been lucky. Of, pretty much every job I've had has been very, like, they're not the, like, you need to be here at this time and you can't leave till this time. Yeah. They're more, like, you get have work this done. work and you get this work done. We're pretty so much cool better. about. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's, like, um, should be. it makes you more efficient, too, if you're, like. I only have six hours to do this work. I have to get it done at this time. It gets more efficient, too. Right. Or, like, uh, uh, I forgot what podcast I listened to. I listened to some, like, I don't know, I think it's maybe, like, Planet Money and stuff, yeah. like, or Freakonomics. And they were talking about, it's, like, the Netflix uh, mentality. When mm. they started their company, it was, like, we don't care how long you've been here. We care what you do when yeah. you're here. But it's essentially, like, once your job's done, like, it's that's your it. Time. You get, like, yeah, go. Yeah. But it just kind of makes it more freelance of like yeah you know or also they're the top dog they're like you worked for netflix you go work anywhere else right totally Um, but they found it just it is way more productive i agree so moving into our campfire hot topic portion Mm -hmm. i have one yes you want me to start so this is a submission from a listener they wanted us to talk about neo dadaism which i did not know what that was but I've looked into it, and it's actually relevant to this podcast. Because okay. I originally Googled it. Do you know what it is no, if I no say the word? Okay. So it is... This sounds like something that's going to annoy me. I'm just saying. It probably is. Okay. Just... Uh, it, it probably will. So it's a movement. So there was... Dada was like an art. And it was kind of like not pop art in the Andy Warhol sense of like photographing everyday objects. But it would be like artists like drawing mustaches on like the Mona Lisa it was very like absurdist and funny like nonsensical art right so this was happening in like the 50s and 60s now there's an art movement now called neo dadaism Mm -hmm. and there's been a lot of articles I found one that I have an excerpt from that I'm going to read that is talking about how tumblr has kind of taken over this art form and all of the absurdist kind of meme things so I'll just read this. Both the artists and the consumers are largely composed of millennials, the current younger generation, and one that I'm a part of, the 
author of this. This generation is fueled by a similar desire to that of the original Dadaists to address the disillusionment of our generation in relation to all of the current events we are witnessing, particularly within the United States. As Americans, we were promised to be whoever we wanted to be, and we were given high unemployment rates and no guarantee of a job after college. We were promised peace and prosperity, and we were handed terrorism and a severe economic recession. Is this truly a surprise, then, that millennials would follow in the footsteps of their predecessors and craft a movement centered around absurdism and essentially deliberate confusion and nonsense? So that's what I wanted Mm. to discuss. And it's basically like a lot of the stuff that I saw with this new movement, it's like those cartoon it's like cartoony sort of memes that are like nonsensical and funny so any thoughts on that um see i thought i was going to be annoyed by it because i thought it was going to be more of like a like a post postmodern, and i'm just like i can't deal with that deconstruction nonsense yeah well Um, you're more shay's background is in you worked for a yeah so i worked for a design company for four four years um and we obviously worked with a lot of contemporary designers, and I certainly encountered a lot of um, fantastical work and that I really appreciated. But every time someone would use the word, we're deconstructing such and such, I would want to, like, punch them in the it's face. It's like in the business world when yeah. people are like, we're um, disrupting an industry. It's yeah. like a buzzword. <laughs> yeah. So I just I thought it was going to be about, we're deconstructing dataism. And I'd be like, no, I can't mm-hmm. handle that. Um I think what's really interesting about it's like hard to know. So I guess you look at it in two ways. Like, first of all, how is this art, especially if most of it's taking place online, eventually going to be bought and sold? So I look at it from that way because of my background, but also does it matter if it can be bought and sold? And do you see that in coming from a comedy background that it is becoming more like absurd and people are just like, ah, fuck it. Nothing really matters because the world is a terrible place or. Oh, it's definitely becoming nothing really matters because it's uh there's a comedy boom right now. Like Netflix comes out with a special every week. Like a yeah. glut of just yeah. like content. Yeah, yeah. Well, partly because uh, most content is online and comedy just it's one, it's popular, but two, it's so cheap to make. Right. And mm-hmm. that, that's the same thing with memes. It's like, this isn't yeah. <laughs> you like, can do it. It takes more to think of the idea of the writing of it than the, the like execution. actual putting it together. So there's so many like Netflix specials or I mean specials anywhere, even like Hulu or whatever, that um, are either like just people that were already famous that suddenly are like, ah, I guess I'll just do the special because it's like a couple million or whatever. And then there's like your legends that Those are, are like the unreal. Dave Chappelle like. Yeah, well, it's almost like it, it doesn't matter as much because there's so much of it, and also you don't get your stats from Netflix. Yeah. That it's like, you just get your paycheck to do it. So yeah. it's really on you if you care or you don't. Yeah. Like, the real end result's like, you just got to be up there for an hour. And it, That's really interesting. Just, I didn't realize that you don't get stats uh, yeah, from that Yeah, that's stuff. why, like, um, I'm not a fan of her, but Schlesinger uh, puts hashtags in her thing. And she says that, and she tells people to, like, tweet it, like, during oh, the special, so which seems tell. very weird. But she, she says, oh. that's the only way I know if people are watching. Interesting. I didn't know. I thought she was just doing that to be, like, I mean, she's, I want people on the internet. But. I mean, she's just uh, horrendous. But, yeah. Uh, but it's, like, I could say she's horrendous all I want. She's making, like, I don't know, what, 15 million a year or something? Yeah. Like, it's, like, yeah. she's... Not everyone to what I has to be in the same thing. About her so. on the Adult Dinner Podcast. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Well, all 200 no, I, of our listeners may care. I, yeah. I, um, I've definitely noticed that because I, I don't do comedy in any sort of professional setting, but I consume it a lot. I'm a fan, and I enjoy going to shows around New York. And I have seen, compared to, like, five years ago when I first started seeing shows... It's a lot more, like, there's a lot more comedians that I see that kind of have more of a stage persona, and that's yeah. just maybe in the the comedy that I've partaken in, but there's a lot more, like, people getting up and doing stand-up as a character, and I don't know if that is well, related to the fact that... Yeah, it's like, uh, it all comes from industry, especially in New York City. Yeah. Like, when you're doing it anywhere else, it's like you're just focusing, I mean, you should be focusing on being funny all the time. <laughs> But in New York, or yeah. especially with, um, like, there's the Just for Last Montreal Comedy Festival. And it's like, right now, there's not only a big boom in comedy, but there's a big push for more diverse people, more women, more, mm-hmm. you know, gay people, more black people, like, yeah. which is great. But then the flip side is, like, now you have to, you have to, like, define your category, like, right up top if you do an industry showcase. Yeah. So, like, uh, you know, I'm four years in, so I still don't have a thing. It's like, okay, I'm Italian, I'm a woman, I'm straight. It's like, 
I could try to be like super super Italian, yeah. but it's like yeah. uh, it's like. But yeah, that's but I don't not talk every like facet that. of you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm like I don't. That's not you're how. Not that's a not caricature of a person, right? Yeah. Or in the comedy world, it's like well, we comedians look at that as like hacky, mm-hmm. but it's almost like yeah, but you need like a like a three word thing just describe you when people like pitch you to things. Yeah. Or they want to more know what's your target audience. Yeah. Like um, all the Comedy Central half hours and they release them. It's like, you know, there's a good mix of diversity, but then also like with just, if you just looked at like straight white guys, it's like, okay, this guy is uh, more like white trashy. And then yeah. like, okay, this guy is like Italian. And then, yeah. you know, or this guy is like, you the know, whole rainbow of white people. All- yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's super just- interesting. Do you find as a woman in comedy that that's a real problem and that even though Netflix and Comedy Central and these big kind of names in the industry are putting out a lot of women and people of color, et cetera, et cetera, that it's still people are kind of reverting. Like they still want to see the funny no, white dude. Like, I mean, I mean, you wouldn't talk like making money or people that actually like sell out clubs and stuff. It's like a little uh, both. Yeah. predominantly black men tend to be quote, better, stronger, more legendary. Yeah. Those are like I guess, in a Chris sense. Rock, Dave Chappelle kind yeah, of at Kevin that Kevin Hart's out of yeah. arenas. Yeah. And Chappelle. And, um, right. oh my God, Chris Rock. Uh, you know, D.L. Hewley sells yeah. out everywhere. Everywhere. Mm-hmm. Every, like, his tickets are like, I don't know, 70 bucks a piece. Right. And selling out. Caroline. So he'll sell out Ohio and Caroline. It's like, That's you do where you want to be. Yeah. You know, yeah. Michael Che is huge. But then it's like, yeah, you got huge guys like Louis C.K., Jerry Seinfeld. But I think it's more... Uh, I mean, Chappelle had a show, and, like, Kevin Hart started to get into movies, but before they had those things, like, even a Michael Che, before he was on SNL, yeah. or on The Daily Show, like, he got a following just doing stand-up right. a bit, which is so crazy impressive, whereas I feel like most white male comics, or women, um, tend to, you have to be on TV. You have to have the show. Okay, Seinfeld. cool. Like, Jerry Simon was a full-time comic. Or, like, no the Amy the Schumer was. thing, where, like, she had Inside Amy Schumer, and now she's... Oh, and then she, when she got trained, all of a sudden my dad knows right. who she is now. Like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's the key when your parents know. That's, like, there's a great oh, podcast called Who Weekly, where they yeah. talk about uh, who's in thems. Thems yeah. are celebrities like Angelina Jolie and Tom Cruise that, like, everyone knows that, like, your mom would know. And yeah. who's are people who, like, you say who they are, and people are like, who is that? Are they mm. in magazines? It's like... Rachel Lindsay of The Bachelorette. Like, you have to qualify who they are, and it's super funny. They only talk about the who's, so it's, like, celebrities that no one cares about. But Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, it's good that there's a, a plus for women, but then, I don't know. I think with any category, I think specifically when you go women or you go, like, um, with the, like Asian, and not, I'm not saying Asian as an in Indian comics, because, like, you have, like, Aziz Ansari. It's, like, yeah. up, and there's, like, Hassan a more Minaj, surplus of that. Yes. There's there's a more surplus of that, but like think actual you know Asian like Chinese Japanese um, even like Filipino yeah uh, like you got Ali Wong that's kind of oh it. god I yeah. love Ali Wong right. so much she's less but yeah. I feel like those two categories specifically it's like there's on not shows you're typically the only one so if you don't do well people walk away saying uh, women aren't funny right or yeah. you know Asian people aren't whatever it yeah. is. If, even if you're, you know, one black guy on the show and you just don't have a good set. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. But like I said, there's so many black comedy religions. It's like, yeah, yeah. Like, no, it's more. But that's a lot on your shoulders every time you get up to perform. Yeah, but you can't like worry about you that. You can't think about it no. at all. Or also like sometimes uh, it actually frustrates me more if I have a set that I don't feel like was great. And then women come to me afterwards and they're like, yes, a female comp. Like, yeah. like yeah. I'm just so happy to see a woman. We Women have to support women. I'm like, yeah, I agree. It's like, but I don't deserve it right, right now. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> At the end of the day, and, like, people, hardcore comedy fans in New York or people that are in the industry, like, they want you to be funny. And then the industry people, you have to be able to sell, which is a completely different thing. But, like, people that go to shows and spend money and will, like, go to Caroline's and spend their evening out doing that, like, I don't think for the most part people give a shit, like, what you look but. Yeah, well, that's why yeah. um, the know. Comedy Cellar is, like, the hottest place for comedy right now. One of the hottest places. I think them and, and New York Comedy Club, it's, like, they're consistently packed. Yeah. Um, and they'll be packed with a lineup that nobody knows anybody mm-hmm. on the lineup. And they have your credits. It's like, they've been on Comedy Central. They've been on Conan. And people are still like, I don't know. But the point is, if you go to a club, you go to any show, because I run shows like in my hometown. And it's the same thing of, they haven't heard of any of these comics. Right. They don't know who they are. But it's like, all you got to do is get them to come to that first show. They have a great time. It's a killer show. They're like, that place runs good shows. And they'll come back. And yeah. they trust you. So it's. The downside of the comedy boom is there's so many shows that are, like, free or charge you and then are bad. Like, yeah. the whole show's bad. <laughs> uh, and you're just, like, duping tourists and whatever. Yeah. And 
And then it's like, yeah, you're, you're not going to get repeat customers. Right. Or that's with, I guess, any establishment. Yeah. You know? So that was my campfire topic. Okay. Have um, anything that you want to talk about? I relevant? actually do have a campfire topic Great. that I wasn't going to talk about because, but now I think I am going to talk about it. <laughs> um, so I started, I, I came across this, there's this really interesting, um, like, it's just like a monthly newsletter. It's called And Awesomer, and it's done by like a friend of a friend of ours. Um, and I started reading it, and I thought it was really interesting. But she started talking about, first of all, about how Helvetica is like the font of the millennial generation, which is like That's really weird. But I guess if you're like into advertising. There's but, like uh, Times New Roman? Exactly. Yeah, I'm a font. Um, I'm all about this. I'm so pumped. Yes. SNL the papyrus, yeah. the Ryan Gosling. Uh, I was like, was yes. So thank funny. You. For our internet listeners. They were talking about how the Avatar theme, I don't, maybe you could describe yeah. it better, but it's uh, the Avatar, like the movie, the font is just the papyrus. papyrus. Oh my God. And there was like a graphic designer that got paid to do this. And it was literally just like Like someone typed. just wrote papyrus. Yeah. And it was like this guy, he was just like a normal guy. He got caught up in the conspiracy of it and like went to the guy's house in the sketch. And it's super funny. <gasps> I love it. Yeah. So I thought that in and of itself was interesting. Like, how do you... Like, who decides what the font of the generation is, like, very specific. But then she started talking about, and there's been several articles written about this whole um, kind of phenomenon of T-shirts that have, like, witty sayings on them, basically in Helvetica. Um, Like, the future is female, like, those kind of things? Well, but what they specifically have been talking about are wine-themed T-shirts are for a thin, rich white woman. And this is an article... From Racked uh, by Sonia, like the ones Weiser. that are like bachelor yoga pants and wine. Exactly. Like those. Yeah. Um, and then it I says, see. "Coffee keeps me going until it's time for wine." That's one. Rosé all day. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Blah blah blah. Yeah, because it's wine, especially rosé, has been classified exactly. as like basic, yeah. basic white it's girl a basic drink. Product. It's delicious. But uh, <laughs> Mama needs wine. Uh, so, what was really interesting in this particular article talked about was. Um, that only certain women are quote unquote allowed to wear those shirts because if you were, for example, um, an African American woman and you're wearing a shirt that says mama needs wine, people might assume that you're a bad mother who doesn't look after her kids because that's like the stereotype of African American families. But where if you're like a thin, rich white woman with your, I don't know, Louis bag or whatever. It's seen as like funny and like, oh, LOL, you can't take care of your children, blah, blah, blah. So. (laughs) Or like, oh, you need a break from the kids. Yeah, exactly. And I felt really. Like the little people party we were talking about. There's a place in Williamsburg where it's like a kid playground and they have a bar attached to it. Yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah, Yeah. which is amazing. And I totally support it 100%. But maybe people would think less of that if it wasn't in upscale, like the most upscale part of Brooklyn. Yeah. Um, so anyway, and I had really mixed feelings on it because I totally like could see what the author was saying and I agreed with her and was really like, yes, this is like really interesting. And I like that you're making me see this in a different light because I hadn't ever really thought of it before, but also I'm like, does everything have to be politicized? And, but then does that make me, am I being well, racist? Well, like, does everything have to be yeah. about millennials too? Well, and that it's too. Like, yeah. And... Yeah, I mean, I think it's an interesting point to, to to point out. I hadn't thought about it either, but it's also, like, does it really matter? No. Yeah. I think it's, like, it's just kind of fine. I don't think it says anything about society as a whole. I don't think it's very profound. And I also, I just, I guess my thing is, like, if I saw an African-American woman wearing a shirt that said, Mama Needs Wine, I wouldn't, like, I don't think that's where my brain would go. Like... Right. But is that where most people's brains go? I, feel like I don't I'd know. Be, I'd, be, uh, <laughs> I'd be more judgmental seeing a young white girl wearing one of those shirts. Yeah. I'd just be like, ugh. What basic <laughs> bitch. Yeah. No, just, uh, it's like, it's like okay, maybe an African-American person wearing it, they'll be like, oh, not a good parent. But it's like, yeah, any young girl wearing a wine or a, anything about, like, partying shirt mm-hmm. just makes me be like, ugh, a stereotypical, like, 22-year-old, annoying, just gets drunk all the time. It's basic. Loud, yeah. like... Yeah. Yeah, so it's like, uh, I feel like in general, it's like, yeah, if you're wearing a shirt that says anything, you're putting something out in the world, and people are going to interpret mm-hmm. it how they want. Because right. um, I'm like, I can't think of a specific example right now. I'm like, oh, there's definitely stuff I could, if I wore, you know, I'd get faces like, um, you're white. You know? Yeah. You yeah. <laughs> like can't wear that. You can't wear that. Yeah. yeah. 
Like um, even uh, like African fabrics, my friend got as a gift from another friend that went to like yeah. Morocco or something, and she was like going to make it into something. Yeah. And her African American friend was like, "No, you can't like do that. Like, people are going to look." Oh, weirdly. like she was like, mm, "This is." Although yeah. I've been reading about that, and we've talked about this before about the cultural appropriation, and I will have to find the link a friend of mine posted because it was like that is actually okay. Like if a friend gives you a gift that they got, then. And you're wearing it with pride and appreciation for that culture, it's allowed. But, it's but if also you're so wearing like a sports bra printed with African right. print, that's not okay. Well, but that's also something yeah. I'm sure there are black people that go, I don't give a shit. Yeah. Well, exactly. Yeah, I don't care. Yeah, who cares? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. Wherever the hell you want to wear. It's also like, not to get too off topic, but just as an analogy, like gentrification, like there's, yeah. there's a ton of stand-ups that have joke, jokes about this too, but it's like, you know, not every black person in a community that's being gentrified doesn't like it like some black people like five dollar lattes just as much as white people you know it's yeah. not like a mm-hmm. whole blanket i mean that doesn't make it okay but what you know or a lot saying of that everyone's going to be offended by something just because they're a certain demographic is just not true like people yeah mm-hmm. or a lot of times uh white people are moving to these neighborhoods because they are poor <laughs> yeah <laughs> and that sounds like rude no. and whatever i'm not calling everyone in the neighborhood poor but it's like right yeah uh, a lot of people i know when they moved to Astoria, queens it wasn't because astoria was thriving right. it was just it had cheaper rent that was yeah. um the first time we talked about gentrification on this podcast was because a listener submitted something and they were like i don't know how to afford my rent without being complicit in gentrification like someone that lives in bushwick who I, I know the person and they like they work in publishing and they are like a white person from the Midwest and they were like yeah I had I moved to Bushwick because that was what I could afford yeah right so yeah. or same in like Harlem yeah. It's like yeah so to bring it full circle do we think Helvetica is the font of our generation I don't even generation? know what Helvetica looks like it's can we pull it up yes pull it's it like a better Verdana or Tyloma yeah I personally think Comic Sans is the Oh God, no! Don't say that. That's gonna be the, the font worst. or anything. That's like the font of kindergarten teachers to kindergartners because the A's are like how you actually write A's. Yeah. But other than that, no. Images. I will not accept Comic Sans. Will not accept Comic Sans. If I mean, anything, I, I like think Helvetica. Millennials is more. We know what fonts are just called. Yeah. I'm like I said a font name to my parents. They have no idea. They're like whatever I pasted in the thing comes out. That's what it is. Yeah. Like, I'm like, change it to Ariel. They're like, I, I think don't know. it's because you What's have a background Ariel? in, I mean, you have a background in design and you have a background in advertising oh, no, no, I think and it's, stuff. Or it's more like it's I was cool. doing internet stuff much more than my parents ever were. Right. All they had was email. Websites. Yeah. And email, it's like, stuff. your font's picked. Yeah. This is picked. I remember just yeah. being like, I can make a signature for you. And they had no idea. Yeah. And I was, what, eight? Like, yeah. I had an AIM profile and that's when I got font uh, crazy. Because I would judge. R.I.P. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. It's oh, that went down. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. sad. But I... I would judge people's profiles based on the aesthetics of them. Yeah. And I think that's like my own personal OCD, mm-hmm. but I'd be like, these colors look terrible together. It's like you're using Comic doing? Sans. What are yeah. you doing? Yeah. Like, do not look at your own profile. This font's trash. Like, yeah. you know, it's that's true. when Comic Sans really made me, I'm like, fuck this font. You're yeah. like, I'm over it. I'm over it. Um, yes. And I think also like, I know for me, like in school, like being a writer and like if you had to, it, if I'm like putting like submitting a 15 page paper, if it was in anything besides, like you had to know your fonts because certain professors would be like, I want this in Arial because I can yeah. only read it in Arial or I want it in Times New Roman. And I will literally new... give you an F if you give it to me in Papyrus or Comic Sans. Well, yeah. Well, also, it's not even just eleg- yeah. eligibility. They're like, this is how I know you wrote a 15 page paper. Yeah, exactly. And you're but, not just like a yeah. douche canoe. I that, still like, knew many yeah. tricks. Oh, yeah. I was just yeah. about to say, did you ever do the make all your periods yes, uh, font yes, size bigger? Yes. And we were also, yeah, 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 we yeah, talked yeah. to my parents about My parents were on the podcast and my dad gets real anal because on a typewriter, you're supposed to do two spaces after the period. Yeah. And uh, that used to be like the way, like when he learned how to type, they were like, do two spaces after the period because it makes it look better on a typewriter. But now with computers, you don't need to do mm-hmm. that. But like my, bro- he was like editing a paper, my brother's in college and he had my dad read it over. And my dad like went through this like 10 page paper and put spaces after all the periods. And he was telling me about this and I was like, I've literally never put yeah. two spaces mm-hmm. after a period and jackson and could have actually it. gotten docked yeah and point, i guess like there's like doing that yeah it's yeah. in the style guide or whatever that you're not supposed to do that anymore and my dad was like, yeah it gets underlined in green man doesn't it drive you crazy yeah i yeah. think uh i think yeah it's like our generation we know more fonts but we are worse spellers yeah oh yeah i'm a terrible speller it's true it, like, i look up words all the time none of my friends knew until all of a sudden i had texting and i would mess but now up. you have like the 
which you call it the autocorrect, which That's sometimes true. That, that autocorrect on. makes my life awful, but yeah, me personally. Erica, awesome. do you have any hot topics? If you don't, it's cool. Oh, hot topics. You can be our Stuff hot topic. Uh, Campfire. Yeah. I guess, uh, what were you guys' AM scream names? AM scream oh, names. mine is a good one. It was Gabby Maddie 04. Gabby Maddie. And it was right. because I liked to gab, but also I had a friend named Gabby, and we used to share an AIM profile. You'd share one? And it was weird, but then uh, we were nuts? like, this is like, when we were like way younger, like in oh, okay. elementary, like middle school, and then we were like, "This is stupid. We should each have our own." So I kept the Gabby Maddie, and she got her own. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah, I still use that screen name for a lot of stuff. I yeah, should just be a Gabby that was like crazy. Yeah, that's very true. Um, I actually can't remember what mine was, but I think mm. that's because it was something really boring, like SLK twenty two. Yeah, that's like when your parents made it. Yeah, I also couldn't like. They wanted to be very professional. They wanted to be very professional. But also, so my – I lived in a very small town, and we had the internet, but we weren't really allowed to use the internet. So internet very much. It was all dial-up, and my dad was a doctor, and he got his on-call stuff, like, sent through Mm -hmm. the Wi-Fi – or not the Wi-Fi at the time, the, you know, plug-in dial-up internet. We got a second phone line. Oh, that's very exciting. We did not. Um, (laughs) He was like, yeah, just no internet. Yeah, he's like, no internet for the – weekend um but also my mom and grandma used to like to pour themselves glasses of white wine and sit with me while I talked to my friends on the AIM oh god so I had to like keep everything very they would literally read over your shoulder literally and they'd be like I think you should tell this boy that that's hilarious they were actually pretty awesome but um mine was was like a nightly activity yeah I remember getting a computer for Christmas I think I was like oh god Maybe like third grade, fourth. I remember there was one year my brother and I both got a desktop computer because it wasn't really laptops. Yeah. And um, I remember they put mine in the kitchen because I had stuff on my desk in my room. So it was like this little desk that was our, you know, four plants, like open kitchen to living room. Yeah. So that was my computer. But then it was like my computer quickly was the family computer. Oh. It was still before AIM. It was like I I played like on floppy disk. I played like Math Munchers and like dumb games. Like Oregon Trail, you know. And uh, so it eventually, like, we upgraded that computer because it was like, well, everyone's using this. And my dad got email. And uh, so I would have the constant, not constant, like, they wouldn't sit and, like, fully read combos. Yeah. But it'd be if I was on there typing, like, my mom always would walk by and be like, who's Kelly May? I'm like, Kelly. She's my it's friend. Kelly. My yeah. friend, Ke- you know Kelly. Like, oh she'd always God. be like, which one are you? And I'm like, my name doesn't change. <laughs> like, are God. you Kelly? I'm like, no. Why are you Kelly? Kelly? <laughs> Wait, so what was your name? Um, so when I first got an AOL, my dad made it, and it was Erica0506, because my birthday's May 6th. So oh, was like, there you go. Wow, very, very clever. Very clever. Yeah, I was like, way to go. And yeah. I hated that I had kids only, and I had, you could see when your friends were online, oh, you didn't get the but you couldn't the bots message them. them. You couldn't instant message, so I'd yeah. email them. But I'd be emailing, and I kept being like, can you upgrade me to... Uh, mature team <laughs> and they're like wow because all they heard was chat rooms creepy uh, people yeah. going after young girls Death. like yeah, yeah. like no nope, i don't want instant Murder. message and then eventually i just downloaded aim because it was completely separate and i was like right. thank god yeah um, god. or once my brother we upgraded we downgraded our parents to kids only uh-huh. and then upgraded ours to the like administrator account and they were so mad we we're like oh is it annoying is kids only yeah. annoying? oh my god um but then when That's i got my so aim i was like all right what are we gonna be and like basketball was my big thing, and so I called. I was drop step chick. Nice. I liked no numbers. I was like, it's easy to remember. People know it, but it's like drop step is literally like a pivot. It's not a fancy move. Yeah, <laughs> like hell you. Like I was like, no, I'm just I'm drop step. This move down with people. <laughs> yeah, it showcases women's basketball. <laughs> like, well, we got good footwork over here. Yeah, uh, that's what matters. This is very important. That's very yeah. funny. Like, oh my god. I was like, well, I can't put dunk. I can't dunk. Yeah. yeah. Uh, awesome. I kept it forever, and then it was like, what was that? I think like. I remember, actually, I remember my sophomore year boyfriend was right when I got a cell phone, but he didn't have texting or a cell phone. So it was like my sophomore year in high school. I remember him asking me out on AM. And it was like, oh, that's cute. You know, and you're like, whatever. But uh, like, I still was making all my plans through like instant messenger. Yeah. So that's like the weird thing for it to be gone. I'm like, oh man, that was my social life. I know. I almost wish like, I wish when they decommissioned it or whatever, they had given everyone that had a screen name like a printout of all of their conversations. Oh my god, I wish I had that so yeah. bad. Don't well, you think that would have been hysterical? Well, I remember saving conversations. Yeah, I know. I, I wish I saved ones them. like if there were fights or stuff with people. Because Shay interviewed her friend Krista, mm-hmm. who kept very detailed diaries throughout like oh god elementary and middle school. Basically, and it's from hysterical. 
kindergarten through our senior year of yeah, college. Like very detailed. Wow, yeah, I don't have the yeah. discipline. I would say yeah. my diary, even when I was young, it was kind of just like a bullet point log. Yeah. It'd be like, like ate uh, a sandwich. You know, I'd, I'd date it. I'd be like, all right, September. It's like, I like Kyle. And all of a sudden, like, November. Time. I don't like Kyle anymore, but yeah. like this person. Yeah. That's, what like, that's, that's all I had. And then it was like when I hit the point that I actually was like kissing boys. <laughs> yeah. And it was like someone felt me up. I'm like, well, now this is a dangerous law. Yeah. That yeah, if exactly. my parents ever found, yeah. <laughs> it'd and be like, oh, I'm in with big Krista trouble. was like her yeah. mom said she would never read her diaries. And because that's how her she felt had done safe. That to her. Yeah. yeah. Wait. Yeah. So Chris, the mom. Okay. The mom. Yeah, her, grandma so her grandmother read her mom. dad was like, Chris, I will never read your diary because my mom read mine and it like I was never was very sad, felt yeah. like I wanted to write. So Chris yeah. read about everything. Well, because it's where it you're being sassy. brutally honest. Yeah. People yeah. want to know that. It's like the same if they meet your text. It's like, hey, sometimes you're just mad. And you just need to rant something. Yeah. And it's like, look, it's not how I 100% feel. Just yeah. uh, in the moment I was mad. How do you feel yeah. about like significant others that ask, like if a boyfriend or something ever asks to like have access to your text messages? I think that's like... Well, I, I think, think yeah. All right. Well, I think in general of the looking through someone's phone or looking through a computer, anything when they're not there, I, I think that's just, it's more of a red flag. Like there's something wrong in your relationship that you know, yeah. like you already have yeah. a problem. This already seems to not be working. You have this weird desire, but then there is the flip of like, all right. Yeah. If I was, you know, living with someone and like, cause it's like my parents with their phones are not like, oh, I don't like my, you know, it's yeah. just like yeah. your you life is it. together. So I feel like, yeah, yeah, if I had the point I was living with someone, it'd be like, yeah, whatever. Look through my phone. Especially, I think most relationships when they get more serious in the beginning is when you hear all the details of the, like, oh, we hooked up, like, this happened, or like, oh, this is a little awkward, or like all that. And it's like, I feel like any friend of mine, once they date a guy, it feels like three months, like, and they're together. It's just like, well, how's so and so? It's like, meh, good. Yeah. Yeah. Then you stop talking about it if it's good. Yeah. Or you only will hear, like, little little fights. Like, all of a sudden you're like, I'm hearing the details of, like, how he didn't want to go to a christening. Yeah. Like, I don't want to hear any. I don't care. It's not this the juicy boring. details yeah. I signed up I just, for. Have you ever looked through someone's phone? I never have. No. Um, I have. You have? But, like, it was not... I didn't just, like, pick it up and was like, I'm looking through everything. Yeah. But it was like, I was doing reconnaissance for a very specific thing. And I saw it. And it ended up being... It was fine. We moved past it. But it was definitely, like, an invasion of privacy. And I would have been upset if someone did that to me. But Right. Or it's like, that's the hard part about writing in text form, whether it's, it's through Facebook Messenger yeah. or texting. It's like, uh, things could be misconstrued. Yeah. Or it's like, a lot of times, especially if you're a good person, if someone kind of like flirts at you, are like, I didn't want to be a dick. Yeah. <laughs> like, I didn't just want to be like, excuse me, I'm but like, you know. Or like, I don't know, I've had guy friends just be like, oh, you know, whatever. Just be like, ah, oh, hey, beautiful. Like, yeah. kidding. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, like, I'm like, yeah, if I had a boyfriend and they saw that, they'd probably freak. And it's yeah. like, that's just... Just a nice comp. I just right. say and thank you. And some people are just like flirtier yeah. in general. That's like mm-hmm. how they communicate. Yeah. Or part of me would be like, yeah, I'm letting you see it. I'm like, yeah. Read the rest of the convo. <laughs> or if you like, someone accidentally sends you like the kissy face emoji instead of oh, the smiley yeah. emoji. I've yeah. Up. I've done that like, before now too. Weird. But now it's weird. But if someone like, and you can work that out with that person, but if someone else sees it, then they're like, they're like why are you sending the kissy Why are you sending kissy faces? Oh, Super yeah. crazy. Mm-hmm. How has dating been for you in new york we've talked a lot about this yeah it's kind of trash, oh yeah i know it's, gonna say, it's like oh, three women it's like does it always come up well you're living with the boyfriend yeah but i imported him Damn. from yeah california from marines okay. yeah uh and then I have no boyfriend no boyfriend have you had nothing the serious um no living? i didn't know i really didn't date anybody the whole time i was in new york i mean i had yeah, some things going on <laughs> there, were, there were a few there were a few flings yeah there i were, felt like i always had there were thing. gentlemen callers but nothing serious <laughs> nothing serious yeah it was always like so it takes me a long time to warm up to somebody so yeah. i got with someone for like three months maybe not even like super serious but like oh we would see each other like every other week and i'd be like oh okay like yeah. i guess you're not a horrible person. person you're not a trash person and then they'd be like they'd ghost me like, mm-hmm. the second I was like, I'm interested. No, that's it. That's and I was like, I don't is. understand. But I would only make that acknowledgement in my heart. Like, But then they knew. They knew. The universe They knows. knew. They so. can sense it. Yeah. Yeah. They, so, yeah. It's, it's very like, uh, yeah, you're not needy. You're like, I'm doing my own thing. You're doing your own thing. That's the yeah. thing about the creative world. Because it's like, yeah, it feels like I'm like, man, I got to really be into someone to like slow down other shit. Or yeah. even just like let them come to yeah. shows. Like, I hate when you're oh, first. Yeah. Well, oh, I'm sure, yeah. Uh, yeah, if you're first seeing someone and they're like, oh, you're coming. Oh, that's cool. They're like, oh, I'd love to come. Show. And I'm like, yeah, we're not like, doing this not up yet. top. Yeah. I was like, yet. and I don't even like talk about like sex or even really dating much at all. Like, I never do like specifics because it's right, like, right. Eh, who yeah, who cares? You don't yeah. do that. Um, yeah, or it's like, why would I talk with a guy I'm currently 
date. Like, it's like, I feel like yeah. once you break up, maybe you could, like, say something. Yeah. But I feel like that's most men's fear. They're like, oh, you're a comedian? They're like, right, I'm not going to be in it. And it's like, no, dude. Like, it takes a while to come up with like, new jokes. And so. there's yeah. also no one is as interested in your life as you are. Yeah. yeah. Or you just tell them, like, you're not that funny. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they love that. Yeah. Oh, my <laughs> then God. Then they come back to date yeah. Uh, so. yeah, I find it's mostly, it's a lot of first dates. Yeah. And yeah. I can't, I get really quickly annoyed with online dating because it, this is me. I'm like, ugly. Ugly, gross, no, and then I feel like a yeah. trash person because yeah. I just insulted all of these lovely. And I'm sure a lot of, of them. God. I've had guy friends and people that I've dated that I've seen in person, and then I've seen their like Tinder profile, and I'm like, I, this is not them. good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's very or online it's harder what you write. It's like you got to be all positive because like if you write one like I don't like cats, it's like well, well I like yeah. cats too. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's all over. Cats are my favorite. Or everybody has a dog, and I'm actually like allergic to dogs. Yeah. Oh, it's not like deathly, but it's like. Yeah, man. Like, if I'm yeah. sleeping in your bed, the dog can't be in the bed. And they're like, yeah, I want the, the dog dog's in the room. my life. Like, yeah. This is my dog. <laughs> like, but they leave with the dog, like, I'm oh, my dog. And I'm like, yeah, I just don't want to bother. Yeah. Like, it matters if my dog likes I'm like, well, I'm not really going to pet it. So, yeah. <laughs> not you're probably going to hate me. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry about oh. it. And I like dogs. Like, I wish I was allergic to cats because, like, more people hate cats. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a lot of first dates. Uh, and I don't, I'm like, Do you feel I don't like doing comedy help? Have if, you dated in, like, the comedy scene? Well, the only or? time I feel like, oh, shit, I should, like, be dating is when comedy <laughs> slows down. Oh, yeah. You're like, when you're I'm, like, like now I'm busy, busy. I'm, yeah. like, annoyed if anybody's texting me. I'm yeah. Like, I got, you yeah, have I nothing to do? Way. I'm, like, I saw you last night. Why are you texting me yeah. in the morning? How are you? I'm, like, boys are very deep. Rested? Fine. I'm, like, yes. I slept and I'm on a train to work. Yeah. 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 Oh, my It's always God. either you're, you turn into them more quickly than they turn into you. It's always... Mm. It's like, yeah, someone comes on, like, too strong stuff up front. And if you're not super into them, like, yeah. it's like, whoa. Yeah. Oh, no. Or also the the ghosting. It's like, well, that usually just, just the means ghosting. they're dating other people. Or also, that just means they don't want a relationship. And yeah. I have, like, so a, once they smell it, yeah. they go, oh, no. They go away. And I also feel like it's fine to ghost somebody if you've gone out once or twice. But if you've been, like, seeing someone for oh, I think if over a month somebody and you've slept and you've with ghost, them. More than, you've slept with yeah. more than one time and you've been dating. Yeah. That's fucked up. Well, yeah. and it's like, it's not even like you have to call me up and break up with me. You can literally text Send me and be this. like, you're cool, not into it. Thanks for the good times. Right. And I'll be like, great. But then yeah. you end Thank up you. getting, like, I've done that and I have female friends that have done that to guys. And then they respond and then they're like, well, you're a fucking cunt. Bye. Oh, yeah. Listen, like, well, that's different for guys, yeah. I think. No, but that's better because I did the, like, wrap up <laughs> message after two dates with somebody. Yeah. Because yeah. I was like, I'm not feeling it. I wasn't super feeling it on the second date or yeah. whatever. And I was like, okay, I don't want to go on a third date. Or yeah. I don't want Because so many people will be like, no, I'm going to third. Like, ah, they'll grow on you. And I'm like, that's so weird. I'm like, yeah. I don't want that. Yeah. yeah, I'm like, I'm just not into it. And I feel bad wasting his time. And also I was like, yeah. I'm wasting my time. So I did like, because it was the, he tried to FaceTime me twice. I was like, oh, what the fuck is this? Like, oh. The one FaceTime I was like, this could have been an accident. Yeah. Because I wasn't by my phone. Right. Yeah. I'm like, I've done, I've hit that button. Yeah. yeah. So he texted me like, oh, what do you, you know, got going on today? And I was like, yeah. I'll deal with this later. Yeah. Uh, and I got the one FaceTime and I was like, all right. And then it was like, I saw it come up again two hours later. And I was like, well, this is fully ringing yeah. FaceTime. Oh, no, no warning on the FaceTime. And that's such a, that's such a millennial thing. Yeah. Like, how dare this person? Call me without warning <laughs> I was like, just call me, me regularly. Like, you know. Yeah. So I called him back regular phone, like, I think an hour later. Didn't answer. He was a teacher. So I was like, oh, you're probably in bed. Yeah. Uh, and so, I, you know, I just did a brief message. Like, oh, hey, you know, you're probably asleep. Uh, I was just returning your call. Um, you know, I'll talk to you later. But I was like, I was going to end it. Yeah. Phone. Because I was like, I don't know what I'll say. I'll come up with something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then, so the next day he texted me. He's like, oh, yeah, blah, blah, blah. I was wondering when I'd see you again. And I was like, you're like, never. Uh, never. Yeah. And I crafted it and I ran this by dudes. And my friend did point out the one bad part of it. I was like, whatever. I think it sounds nice. So I just <laughs> was like, I was like, hey, yeah, I was like, I was going to talk to you about that last night. I was like, to be honest, I'm not really feeling the connection. And I said this line, which I shouldn't have added. Uh, I think we want different things. Uh, and then I was like, opens thing right. I was like, I should have just left it out. I, I, yeah. You know, I, I don't know. I was, this is my first, uh, yeah, yeah. you know, uh, and then you're trying to do the right thing. thing. Yeah. yeah. I, Cause I find most times if you go on a date, you don't feel it. The other person usually isn't. Yeah. So I yeah. said, I want different things. And I said, but thank you very much for taking me out. Like I did have a nice time. Yeah. So I was like, nice, but it's like the message is fine. I'm not going out with you again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then immediately just responded, well, what is it you want or whatever? And I was like, no. It's <laughs> like, no, not I want. You. It's not you. Uh, that's what I was trying to say. And my other uh, friend was like, we should just said you were dating someone else. I'm like, oh, that seems weird. I'm like, because yeah. I'm not. That's yeah. Like, I that's also see. like when guys like harass you at bars and like the only way to get away from them is like by saying, oh, I have a boyfriend. It's like, well, you shouldn't have to say that. Like it shouldn't that. have to be that you have yeah. someone else. It should just be that I don't want you. Sorry. Right. But, but I also feel like if you have a boyfriend, you're taking drinks from dudes. I'm like, well. 
Yeah. You gotta talk to that dude for 20 minutes. Yeah, Sorry. exactly. <laughs> like, right. Don't be like, oh, he's a rat. It's like, he bought you a drink. You right. gotta talk to him until he finished the drink. Yeah, like. exactly. Yeah. That's only polite. But I also think it's really interesting that you made the comment, you know, that you aren't gonna wait for someone to grow on you because I used to feel very much like that. But then I hit like 30 <laughs> and, um, when I was dating Steve, the physical therapist, yeah, and I Steve was PT. like, I'm going to, I'm hoping Steve, the physical therapist is not listening to this. Maybe I should call him something else. I don't know. I'm just going to call him that. That's, right, That's his name. Um, and I was, he was a very nice guy, but I definitely being an asshole was the, like, this is a little bit of settling for me. Like I'm a little significantly more attractive feel more than he settling. is. Do you feel settling in terms of literally physical attractiveness or just like you just, there was no like, ah, uh, like I'm super into this guy. Yeah. Phys- both. both. Yeah. Both. both. So even like emotionally. Yeah. yeah. But I was like, I'm going to like really give this a try. And we dated for like a while. I don't know, like two months, three yeah. months. Mm-hmm. And then he ghosted me and oh. then was like, I'm not into it. And then I was so mad because why? I was like, how dare it you It sounds like you both me? were doing the, yeah. let's see. Yeah. Let's see how it goes. Um, but I also do feel like now that I'm like well into my 30s, I am more likely to give a guy longer. But I need to not have that attitude of. But you also I'm have settling. a longer list. Like I'm at the point, like I'm 23, and like yeah. if my boyfriend and I break up, I'm like, everyone looks all right. Like I, I, <laughs> I have less of a list of like things that I've experienced that I'm like never again. You know, yeah, like my true. friends that are older, they're like, well, I dated a guy that was, you know into this such and such thing and I would never do it again and I'm like oh well, See, I've never experienced it so I don't know like much shorter than like than when I was younger I feel because I feel like when I was younger I would be like they have to have this kind of job and do this kind of thing and right. be now this attractive stuff, now I'm like and I'm also open to more stuff like sexually yeah if we're going yeah. there like I, uh, I wouldn't do weird shit when I was young and now I probably would well I've, it's hard with the growing because it's like as much as I'm like uh not feeling or whatever yeah um I think part of that also is, like, I'm very, like, I'm done this, like, hookup crap. Like, I'm so yes. over it. I'm like, it's a waste I, of time. Because yes. I'm like, Such I haven't really had a boyfriend since college. College, it was, like, the, oh, we're together, three-month thing. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it was, like, all of a sudden when I started turning towards a relationship, it's like, whoop, nope. bye. Yeah. Oh. That kind of thing. No, right. Yeah. So it's like, uh, it's like, yeah, I've done that. It's just, like, it just gets, it gets old real yeah. quick. Totally. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I'm like, any guy I actually ended up usually really liking was typically someone that I was friends with first. Right. Yes. And I wasn't attracted to yeah. when we first met. And then it's like you got to know them, and then I was like, oh, God. Like, and then you're like, no, like no, yeah. why do you have such a nice personality? But it's hard because men don't work that way. Yeah. They're no. like, no, you're like a good friend. Like, they're like, oh, I have to see you as a friend. You're in friend yeah. category. Or they're like, I have to be attracted to you first. Yeah. That's typically how. Or it's like work. the friendship where it's like, the male female friendship where the guys are just like pining to sleep with you and they're like maybe if I'm her friend first she'll finally feel that way. Uh, I, no, I definitely don't think had that. It's more of any dude will usually sleep with almost any woman when given the opportunity. Yeah. So it's like yeah. when they and when they say I don't want to mess up the friendship that usually just means I am not attracted right. to you. Yeah. But if they're attracted to you and your friends, they're like Bup. they'll be like I'll throw this friendship away. Yeah, <laughs> they're like I love sex. Yeah. And that's oh, and that's kind of almost how I feel. It's like that's I have so, so many good guy friends, especially doing comedy now. It's like I'm around dudes All predominantly. Right. Yeah. yeah. So it's like that's the kind of how I feel too. So I'm like, yeah, I don't need a new friend. I'm like, I don't like this vague. Like, oh, I let's don't... hang out. I'm like. Like, it's like yeah. a date or like friends. Yeah. yeah. And some guys like they hate when you, and I'm like, listen, like my outfit's going to be different. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, Let's I'm not going to care. Yeah. <laughs> you want me to put eyeliner on you guys say it's a date. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. Uh, totally. That's hysterical. Yeah. So that's, uh, or it's like the thing of what, I'm 26 and all my friends are like, yeah, you need to date an older guy of like oh, 30s. God. That oh. is the line no, you're going to well, get forever. Well, because it's yeah. like typically 20, when I was 25, 23, right. they're like, yeah, 23, 25, even yeah. 28-year-old guys, they're like, there's not, they're not settled mature. down even in they're terms of a girlfriend. Yeah. Like, guys are either girlfriend guys or they just, like, want to be wild until all of a sudden they realize they're too old to hook up with, you know, 21-year-old yeah. girls. Yeah. Or whatever. Or they just never <laughs> God, get we're so cynical here today. Oh, uh, well, you know. that's true. That's the spaghetti on the wall theory. Yeah, the spaghetti on the wall theory. So we, uh, a friend of ours has this theory, and we've talked about it on the podcast before, that, you know, like, when you're making spaghetti and, like, when it's ready, sure, you throw it on the wall and it yeah. sticks. So if the boy is not wet, ready, they're not going to stick. It doesn't matter how high quality the spaghetti is. It yeah. can be, like, the best spaghetti you just imported from Italy. But if they're not ready, like they're not going to stick to the wall. <laughs> and as soon as they're ready to stick, they'll stick to whatever wall is there. Like, the first wall that walks by is the wall oh, they're yeah. going to stick to. So. Mm, yeah, it's I feel like my brother yeah. right now. Oh, yeah. Oh. He always is that girlfriend. Do you have yeah. a younger brother or older brother? That he's like, we moved in. I'm like, what? 
older. One year. Yeah. We were very close, and it was just kind of like, it was very, very quick. Even the relationship, like, <laughs> it was like, I just, I don't want to get into too details, but yeah, it's yeah. just, like, all of our family is just like, listen, just because you just turned, whatever, 20, yeah. you just turned 28. Yeah. Like, we're like, just because you're 28 does not mean, this has to like, be the one. this has to happen. This girl, it's gotta be, I gotta get married, but like, we're like, just... Be yeah. for a minute. Oh. My brother, just over a year. It's like let's. Uh... My brother is the same way. He goes to Indiana and he's a senior now. And like it's a little different down. I feel like Indiana is a, a like, right. interesting place. My brother place. was in Buffalo, New York. It's like well, yeah. Okay. And it's very like because I'm from Michigan and you kind of get the Midwest sort of feeling where like there wasn't a lot of pressure where I grew up to get married, but a lot of places in Michigan there is where they're like, oh, you're 22 and like unmarried. It's like, yeah. fuck. So Indiana kind of gets that, but it's also like Southern Indiana. So there's a lot of like the South and stuff. And he has a lot of friends that are like starting to propose to their like college girlfriends that they've had Ugh, for four years. Bomb. And now Jackson's like, well, if I move, he's like trying to decide he worked on the West coast this summer. And he's like, do I want to go back to the West coast? Do I want to stay in Indiana or whatever? And he's like, well, I'm now trying to get a girlfriend. Like, all of his four years of college, he was just kind of, like, sluting it up, whatever. <sighs> and now he's like, I need to find the girlfriend. And now he's, like, going through this weird, like, interview phase where he's, like, yeah, he'll go. Weird. He's like, now I'm trying to find girlfriend material. And it's like, Yeah, it's Bleh. always the, when you try to look, you're not going to find it. Or, yeah. or the, it's like, just... you're just going to take, like, this person. Good enough. Seem, all right, they're into me. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, I don't um, know. It's uh, I think ultimately settling for both men and women. It's right. like, when are you done being selfish? Yeah, <laughs> sometimes uh, never. Like, my brother broke up with. Um, I think it was uh, two girlfriends ago. Whatever it was, but he just was like, well, he said because she was really great, and he's like, you know, I like her and care for you. He's like, but I'm going to dental school. He's like, I. He's like, I just need to worry about me. He's like, I can't be worrying about another person. We all were like, yeah, do that. Yeah. Like, or we also yeah. were like, yeah, you've never like been single. Like, yeah. have. You know, do at least it. a couple Have months man- there, sow those oats. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. It's great. Yeah. So it's like I think it's like I'm too set in my ways, probably yeah. a being single. It's like the one thing to the relationship thing is uh, the like, oh, I could maybe have a one bedroom. Well, <laughs> yeah. yeah, totally. Well, I also feel like that is something I fall in the danger of. Like, I like being single. Like, I have my life. Yeah. I have my routine. I do my things. I have my shit where I want it in my house. Yeah. And I have my dog. She doesn't have. I know if I get a boyfriend, she's gonna like him better than she likes me. <laughs> she has no no, no respect well, for I my like sacrifices. The, I especially like the uh, waiting till you're a little older, or more of I. I think my ideal guy is just someone that has lived on his own, even if it is with a roommate. Because yeah. it's like, just you'll realize like, uh, you make a mess. Like you yeah. know, when you make a mess, you know what it's like to clean something yeah. and then someone fucks it up. Like, yeah. I'm like yeah. dudes that live on their own tend to at least know how to cook a couple of things. And are at least a little bit cleaner. Yeah. Like, sometimes not. Sometimes you're still, you know, slob. But oh, for sure. And I've found, like, the dudes that have never lived by themselves and, like, get that married right after college or whatever it is, it's like, they, like, yeah. expect you to almost kind of be their mom. And I'm like, yes. oh, no. no <laughs> I've seen that happen multiple times. Yeah. So It's crazy. Uh, well, shifting so, gears a little bit, I wanted to ask you a little bit more about your comedy. Yeah. Oh, cool. Never mind. Um, um, so you do stand-up. Yeah. Is that the primary primary type of comedy that you do or are you working on other stuff or yeah it's something because it's like uh i don't want to say like that's the hardest to get better at but it is (laughs) like uh yeah it's something like i love stand-up and that's always my number one love but it's like okay now that i've done it four years and you kind of see basically what it's like to make money at just stand-up if you are Mm -hmm. not famous and if you are opening for other people or hosting as opposed to like headlining it's like it's nothing so you're like okay I like stand-up. I'm pretty good at stand-up. And so it's like you have to start to get your hand in other things, even if it's just like making sketches or trying to get maybe a writing job. Um, but it's so hard because it's like I want you want to do everything a little bit. Mm-hmm. like, But it's sometimes you're like, do I really want this writing job or do I just feel a pressure yeah. of like this is in the comedy world and everybody, oh, there's so many other people that really want this. So yeah. you should like try to get it. Yeah. Uh, like it's like SNL. It's like, I don't know. I'm like, I gotta start making stuff and see actually if I like doing it. Because I did in right. college. I liked making like little funny videos and yeah. stuff like that. But it's like, I don't know. You gotta play the game of like, uh, you know, like it's like memes are popular right now. It's like, shit, if I just was like one of the best meme yeah. people, my or Instagram like following would increase yeah. or whatever. Right. Or if like, I was hotter, my Instagram following. <laughs> oh, God. No. I can't. I can't with that. So how how do you feel like you got, throughout to extend, how do you feel like you've gotten 
better just doing it over and over. Yeah, and that's the weird. That's the weirdest thing. People are yeah. like, "How do you just do it? Like, you just do it. Yeah. Like what? Like you go to open mics, you yeah. write jokes, and then you try them, and then you quickly figure out <laughs> what, what works, what works, and doesn't. Um, yeah, because that's the thing. It's like, uh, you know, the moral part of me is like, I want a stand up special when I'm ready to have a stand up special. Yeah, like you want all of the comedians being like. Eric Spira is so funny. You gotta yeah. watch her special. It's great. As opposed to like, Eric Spira got in a really hot movie, has been in a couple movies now, has enough of a following, she has a special. She's all right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Can you, um, I tend to bully our guests into giving us examples of their work. Do not feel like you have to, we but we would love, we got yelled yesterday. at yesterday a little bit, but um, I can't help it because I would like to share your comedy with our oh, listeners. Oh, right. So, like, you mean like literally tell a joke right now? Yeah. Or you don't just, have to. Just, All right, since so we're talking about like, dating, how about I share something I'm working on? So okay, even that's even better. This is 100% sure. a joke. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so I like have put on a little weight because I've been traveling more for comedy. Okay. That's great. Um, so I have this one joke. Oh, I talk about how I'm very close with my family. And I say, I'm like, I like that I'm close with my family. Like if I wasn't close with my mom, I don't know who would tell me when I put on weight. <laughs> and then I like go on a tangent of I'm like, because sometimes people like get sad, but usually yeah. they laugh. Yeah, it's yeah. like that's every mother of the. When right. yeah. they see you, they're like, "Oh my god, you're so thin. Are you eating?" Yeah. Or the, uh, you know, watch it. But yeah. that's what I made, you know. Yeah. Um, or that's also like that's uh, another Italian. That's like I like that it's an Italian mom thing. Without me being like, so I'm Italian. Yeah, <laughs> I got exactly. Italian it's also relatable it's like, to people that aren't. Yeah, yeah. yeah like most everybody's people, mother is your like mom that. is your Weight Watcher. Right. Like, yeah. What yeah. And. Um, it's and true. I just say that I have friends who put on weight. The Panera Scroll has like, returned. I'm not saying yeah. Um, yeah, I just point out, like, my friends put on weight. I'm like, I'm not saying anything. I'm like, if they ask yeah. me how they look, I just tell them to call their mom. Yeah. <laughs> call like, their mom. Right. So then with that, the part I'm, like, kind of working on after is, because it's kind of a dark thought, but it's so true of, I'm like, the part that actually irks me the most is when I put on weight, I get more attention from men and everybody thinks they're like, well, maybe you put it in the right places. And I'm like, I don't actually, I'm all stomach. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And I was like, no, I get more attention from men because when my weight is up, my confidence is lower. (laughs) And the thing is when I do that in a room full of women, they laugh because they're like, I know a hundred percent what you mean. It's like, when you're not in the mood, it's like when someone's like, Hey, like what's about it? And you're like, now, now you want to talk to me now? Yeah. Where were you when I was in shape last year? Yeah. (laughs) Oh my look god! Like, sometimes it's like uh, the guys are like, "Oh, I want a confident woman," and I'm like, "Yeah, but when I'm confident, I'm feeling great." It's like, no I don't want to talk to you. Yeah, I'm like no one's texting me. Yeah, like you know, I'm like when I feel like a fatty. Yeah, <laughs> like, hey, well, but we've I talked about this before too. It's like I think as women, we're so like conscious of all of that, and like you said, yeah. our self esteem goes up yeah. and down. But like dudes are such idiots. Like unless you literally <laughs> gain like sixty pounds, yeah. they don't notice. Yeah, I'm like, tall because I can yeah. decently. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, but for me, it's because I know There's I'm not. Range. I'm not dressing as well. Yeah, I like mm-hmm. won't wear fitted. It's staff, also how you I carry won't. yourself too. Yeah, like, yeah, but I think thing. also it's more like because the you know in the bar it's like an opening line that's easier. So someone's like, "Hey, what's wrong?" Yeah, <laughs> like you okay? And it's like, nah, I don't want this right now. <laughs> I don't want to talk to you. Get away. <laughs> or also, oh. it's like okay, does it more coincide of like you gain weight in the winter and the winter it's cold and more people you know want someone want to snuggle. What do you wish like people who are going into open mics? now new about it like new comics that you see or people that are just trying out the open mic scene oh okay when you first start you just know that even like, especially if you start in new york you're gonna be like oh my god there's so many comedians yeah and it's like we actually know the majority of the people in the room so it's like when you're new people just scene. know you're new yeah. just based on your face they're like wow you're new so a lot of times you go up and you're like oh, everyone's me it's like no people are just trying to figure out who you are like half the battle is just showing up to be like you know, your name gets pulled out of a bucket, and like, especially if you have like kind of a hard name, it's like, yeah, yeah, no one's gonna know how to say yeah. your name. Don't be mad. Do never get mad about someone mispronouncing your name because right. you're gonna do totally. it at some yeah. point. Like, host an open mic, and you'll be like, ah, I don't, or this handwriting uh, shit. Like, because I'm, I'm like, I never cared when people are like, is it yeah. Spira or Spira? And I'm like, to be honest, I say it both ways. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, I fuck it up all the time. Just be I'm like, like hey, you know. get up here, your turn. Yeah, I'm like, I yeah, <laughs> it's like oh I don't care. And, yeah. and but I mainly don't care because I mess up other people's all the time yeah and good comics are good people that's like they're not it's like yeah you're not introducing them for a special just don't get yeah. mad when you go up you're like uh it's you know steen or whatever i don't even know yeah yeah it's like, <laughs> like, like uh it's sparrow it's like all right well now you're just starting like negative and everyone's like all right yeah chill out yeah you're kind of right <laughs> yeah totally. and then they're on the defensive um yeah it's very like you just gotta do it and you can't my big thing is like you can't focus on money when you start or like who books this and do, it's like 
You just gotta keep your head down, be funny. You will like make friends. Like, especially open mics are they're full of comics. So, yeah, I don't know. It's like, yeah, you just gotta stick with it. I guess you're very quickly gonna realize if you like doing it or you don't. Yeah, (laughs) it's amazing to me people that are like awful at comedy and have been doing it 15 years. I'm like, I can't believe you still come do this. But like sometimes it's because it becomes their social circle. For those people that have been doing it, like, can can you tell the difference between the people that are new or the people that have been doing it for a while that are just doing it for, like, the friendship aspect and the people that are like, I want to do this for my career? Or is it um, kind of hard to tell? Oh, that's, that's such an interesting question because it's, like, a lot of people that I feel or I, like, sense from them of, like, I don't feel like you really want to do this. Yeah. <laughs> but they could be, like, good and very comfortable on stage, so it's like, hmm. They don't have the Like, on stage, passion. you can usually just tell huh. someone is new because they're not as comfortable, or, like, they might not move as much, or... But then, sometimes, the flip side, like, some people go up, and it's like, they've been performers their whole life, but then those uh, people, you can just tell they're new because they're not that funny. Yeah. Like, you're like, okay. oh, you did improv because you're so comfortable bombing. <laughs> and it's so mean to say, but it's uh, like... But that's it's, a skill. But I envy them because I'm like, I was always more written and not much movement. So it's yeah. like, yeah, they're really like selling stuff and they're really emphasizing or they're doing faces. Or like, and I'm like, I'm like, oh, that's like so much scarier yeah. to bomb with. Yeah. Like when you're just talking and something doesn't hit, I'm kind of like, all right, it's not that funny. Yeah. Um, yeah, it depends. Like, uh, that's such a hard question. Yeah. Because it's... Uh, so I was someone, people smelled it on me when I started doing it. They were like, oh, you, like, are driven and you want to do this. But then that sometimes translates to not being a fun person. Yeah. So part of comedy is like, hey, you need to be fun. Or also on stage, it's like, you need to have fun. So it's so sad. So a lot of times where I go on, I'm like, it's fun. Have fun up there. Don't worry so much of, like, oh, what joke do I want to do after this one? And, like, because you got to be just, like, out of your head and more, like, loose. But that just comes with being on stage. So a lot of times you see people and you're like, oh my God, they're amazing. And a lot of times it's like, especially if it's at some free bar show, you're like, oh my God, this guy's so good. Like, oh, I can't believe he's on a show or, you know, whatever. Like a lot of times I'll be like, wow, this guy's amazing. Or especially if they just move. And then someone like, will be like, oh yeah, he like was in Toronto for 10 years. Like, oh, wow. Like he's been doing stand-up 10 years, actually a full-time comic. But, they but kind you're of kind of just like, oh, I just here. can't believe I'm on the show with them because they're so yeah. great. You yeah. Know? Oh, wow. That's what awesome. um, have you considered to be your greatest success so far? Hmm greatest success uh it's hard because i tend to i'm a more logical person so i tend to be like okay my greatest success is the fact that like i only have to have a part-time job right now because i get like yeah, money from stand-up below yeah that's awesome but it's not consistent enough that it's like you need that or like yeah. september i did three i did three like pretty big gigs but i didn't get paid for any of those gigs to october oh. so it's like freelancing yeah so part of me was like there's a delay all right, i know i'm getting a nice paycheck but <laughs> it's not here yet yeah. So it's like, well, thank God I had the stage out because I could just be like, all right, paid rent, paid utilities, paid my yeah. credit card. Like, yeah. You know, or even like with those things, like, well, I still have to put up my money to travel mm-hmm. to those yeah. places, even if it's just gas. Um, I'd say that, I guess, like in terms of just like mentally being like, okay, I'm kind of like, I, you know, I don't know if it's going to happen in the year. Like, you never know, but it's like, okay, I'm in the right direction. Yeah. Like, you could see little strides. Yeah. Um, I actually keep. It's fine. I don't keep like a diary like your friend, but I keep a little notebook that I make. Um, I write little comedy accomplishments, but it's like as much as one might be like, um, like I got to, I hosted and opened for um, Colin Jost from SNL. Oh, cool. In September. So that was like, this is huge of like, oh my God, I can't believe I'm doing a show. Yeah. Was, like, I was like, this is great. Like this is, this is, that was like, that's like a highlight of like, I got to open that's for awesome. someone. People yeah. like, no, that's yeah. crazy. Uh, so like that goes in my notebook, but it's like, then literally whatever, a week later, it'll just be like, this comic that I really respect just saw my set and said I was funny. Yeah. And I'm like, and often those mean more yeah. to you because you're just like, that makes you feel more like, okay, I'm getting the right yeah. things. Because you know how people can get stuff either because they did a favor for somebody mm-hmm. and they're returning the favor mm-hmm. or, you know, uh, it's like, oh, they were filling a quota, they needed another woman or, mm-hmm. you know, I have a car and that's very valuable comedy <laughs> in New yeah. York to be like, I got to do this gig, I need someone to open. You know, and you're like, great, I so will be. So part of you is like, okay, do they think I'm funny? Or are they just like, well, if you're having a car, she's funny. And it, like, yeah. yeah, you have that in your head. So it's like the like straight compliments or like, even just someone being lot. like, oh, I love that bit. You're like, oh, yeah. All right. <laughs> cool. So I guess, yeah, those are my two. That's awesome. Right now. Yeah. I also love that you like keep a record of that because I think it's really easy when you're yeah. doing creative work to get job, like, yeah, to get like really right. bogged down and, oh, well, it's, it's you know. social comedy, you just like, 
sometimes watching great comedy inspires you of like, God, I love that I do this or this is so cool that I got to see the show. And then other times you watch people and you just go, what the hell am I doing? You're like, <laughs> yeah. I'm not, I'm not like, you're like, I'm never going to be that good. It's almost how you feel. Yeah. So it's like, I more keep it because it's like, yeah, there's times that it's like, do I still want to do this? Or like the whole like, uh, people getting married, having kids, like, uh, you know, it's not, comedy is such a hard life to have a relationship, and, mm-hmm. you know, or I'm like, I have three roommates, am I always going to have three roommates? Like, yeah. your brain is whatever, and then it's like, you look at your notebook, and you're like, okay, you're like, well, don't quit yet. Yeah. It's kind of like this thing, it's like, oh, just that's keep. that's great. That's yeah. awesome. That's yeah. my little positive. Yeah. Shall we move into um, our. What can I ask you with writing? What, what do you feel yeah. like is your um, biggest um, writing accomplishment? I think for me, like, because I've. I don't have like a traditional writing career in the sense that I'm publishing in magazines or anything, but just taking a look at what I've done and be able to say a good portion of my career has consisted of writing because I think for a lot of years I was like, well, I'm not a writer, but when literally I would go in and I was like literally a content machine and I would just be like, okay, here's 10 new products that are coming out and I would write, you know, every bit of words that go along with every bit of those projects and I do a lot of ghostwriting and I do a lot of that kind of work so mm-hmm. I think it's just for me recently just kind of taking stock of all, all of that and being able to say yes even though I don't feel always like this is a part of my life it is a part of my life yeah. um, and I think also I don't know being able to translate that into other kind of work like this podcast and um, now being able to kind of leave my traditional job and hopefully do more like traditional creative work um mm. and write some fiction which is my secret desire yeah, cool. so we'll see what happens we'll, I mean, tell, I you it, mic, what we'll tell you off mic what my plan is, is. Ooh, it's good yeah. it's hannah montana style yes. oh, yes. i love um, it all right well shall so, we move into our rapid fire questions yes archery range yes we're really trying to push okay. the campfire theme but we haven't quite no figured out this uh so we're gonna ask you some rapid fire questions yes yeah. cool answer off the top of your head don't yeah, think about it don't much. think uh, favorite childhood movie? Oh, childhood? That's I know my favorite movie is Breakfast Club. Oh, oh that's, a good, that's one. good. All right, I'll just go with that. Yeah, like, okay. I, don't I, hate, uh, I don't really like Disney stuff. So. Yeah. yeah. Favorite book? Um, Harry Potter series. I have to go. Oh. Yeah. Favorite um, place that you've visited outside of New York? Uh, Colorado. Oh, so, what part of Colorado? Uh, Denver and Colorado Springs. They're both nice, right there. Yes. It's the only it's the only place I've been on vacation, I think this is why I loved it. Of um I know this is not rapid fire, sorry. That's uh, okay. It's the only place I've ever gone that I was like, Oh my god, I could live here. Yeah. Like I was like, I wanna come back and could live here. Yeah. Um why do I always blank out? Oh, favorite year of elementary school. Oh, uh probably fifth grade. Oh, see? Dogs. I like that. That's um awesome. uh favorite uh comedians that you want to talk about oh yeah uh, maybe people that people don't know about people don't know is kathleen manigan yeah she's great cool and she's also like one of the only like clean female comics yeah cool she's pretty cool uh first uh concert you ever went to backstreet boys <gasps> lucky yes. dad it's literally still one of the best concerts i've ever been to that's yeah. awesome mm-hmm. that's great yeah Awesome. I think this is yeah. a good place to end. So, Erica, can you I feel tell? Happy Harry Potter. I'm so sorry. Oh, we just had like <laughs> a whole. Like, I'll be honest, I don't read really yeah. Twenty hour, twenty hour, twenty minute conversation yeah. with Harry Potter in the last episode. One of our um, listeners submitted a, a thing about it. So, can it's you cool. tell our listeners where they can find you, where you're performing soon? Oh yeah, um, um, and also where we can find you online. Yeah, my website's ericaspira.com. So I guess my name will be in this episode. Yeah, yes. Uh, all <laughs> my social okay stuff is at Sparica. Hot college nickname, S P E R I C A A. Just two A's. Someone has one A, so fuck them. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I actually run a free show every Friday in Brooklyn called Bitches Brew at Halyards, and it's like Park Slope, Gowanus area. Cool. Um, it's free, and we always have really great comics. It's really fun. Every Friday, eight thirty. Yeah, that's awesome. Cool. Thanks so much. Thank well, you. Thanks for listening. Camp Adulthood is hosted by Maddie Yergi, Resident Youth, and Shay Keats, Camp Adulthood. We are produced by Jenny Mayfield, and this episode was recorded in Maddie's living room. You can find us on social media at camp underscore adulthood. You can email us hello at campadulthood.com, and you can visit us at campadulthood.com. Please also find on our website, there are links to our Patreon page, where you can be a subscriber and there are many cool prizes. Thanks campers. We hope that you enjoy 
Fire stay at camp.